0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns here with Sully Jones and a very special guest back for, I think, the fourth year? At least three, but maybe fourth year. Who's saying the brain from Fantasy Couch? You know him. You love him. We know you listened every year. Um, Thank you for being here with us today. We obviously appreciate it. Um, I definitely want to mention right off the top, if you haven't, go visit FantasyCouch.com. A lot of great stuff on there. Their store is awesome as well. You can get Hussein's book on there, How to Play Fantasy Football, Amazon bestseller. I think it's what, nine ninety nine, the digital version? You can't beat that. Can't beat or just, that. Or
1: just follow me on social media. It's free. It's all good.
0: Follow him on socials. We yeah, got to promote the store, too. man. You got a, you got a ton yeah. of sick stuff on there. You yeah, got the trophies. Who cares about the,
1: money? It's all about the, followers nowadays. Get yeah, the followers, that's true. baby. It's free. I don't
0: know. The, the, those belts, trophies, and rings that you got on there, man.
1: Tommy's coming out swinging
0: pretty killer yeah. pretty killer we might have to steal some of those ideas um <laughs> but no, let's uh let's let's not waste any time let's get right into it um I want to know how many how many leagues are you in this year I feel like it's grown every year
1: uh, I'm in one less league
0: okay I think.
1: yeah but uh, I don't know the number let's just say 10 maybe 9 10 Something like that. Maybe 11. Actually, it's grown one league. The Throne Dynasty. And yeah. It's, yeah. It, we're, at, right. we're at the same as last year, which I think was 11. I don't know, though. Jeez. Does that include best ball leagues? No, no. Yeah. I don't include those because you just draft and you leave. You, know, yeah. you don't even So if you want to
2: explain maybe to what some people are, because I know a lot of these terms to you and me and many people, I'm sure you know Dave and Tom know what they are, but to some viewers, they don't really know what best ball is. Um, if you want to talk about that at all,
1: well, taking a step back, it, one of the number one things people say about fantasy football, it's a very boring thing. It's almost like not said anymore because it's so boring and played out, but now it's becoming more important is know your league settings and your league scoring. Like we, I just did a podcast where we went over like 40 different leagues. All right, I don't know if you saw me dressed up like yeah, a vampire. I was I was dressed up like a vampire a few days ago. Uh, so There's like a vampire league. There's a salary league with contracts. There's so many leagues. So yeah. you really want to check the scoring and settings. And then when you do that, uh, a lot of people nowadays, they're going to join a league where they've never done before, right? So if it's best ball, right, they're just going to go and like like Google what it is. There's, you'll find an article or you sometimes you'll even find one of my strategy videos on it. Like know what it is. So best ball is essentially, this is how I describe it. It's a mock draft for money. So all you do is draft, but it's actual like money league, like it's actual competition. You draft and it's over, right? There's no waivers, there's no ads, no drops, no stardom sit 'em. That's the most important thing. Uh, But even within best ball, there are some nuances, like we're doing a best ball dynasty league where there are waivers and trades, Uh, just no stardom sit 'em. So you don't start. So you want those boom players like, my prime example this year probably be uh, Big Mike Williams, right? He's boom or bust. Once he scores you, if he scores you thirty points in a week, the computer automatically starts him. If he scores you zero points that week, the computer automatically benches him. So that's what best ball is.
2: Yeah, our league is are the one you and me are, are in in the uh, the Throne Dynasty. We call it. It's kind of crazy because it's uh, it's a super flex. It's best ball, and it's it's tight end premium, correct? Yeah. So it's it's like again, there's so many different uh, terms. Um, a lot of these new leagues now have multiple things in it. It's not just standard or half PPR. Some leagues are, but again, it, it could be multiple faceted. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a fun league. We're tanking this year.
1: We had to read the settings three times in that league. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's very important. <laughs> we had to know: do we have to draft to running backs? Turns out we do. Right? Do you know we ha- do? We have to do this? Do we have to do that? Like, can we trade our 2024 picks? No. You know, like there's a lot of things. So it's very important to check if it's a free league. I mean, who cares? But if you're spending yeah. really real money on it, it's really worth looking at the settings. And if you're not familiar with the format, do a quick Google, yeah. and you'll just you'll have a leg up on two to four of your opponents right then and there, right? With a Google search. Mm -hmm.
2: And because it was a dynasty league, obviously like we were tanking. So that was our thought process. If we don't need a draft, a running back, we'll load up on tight ends and, you know, receivers and other positions in order to get the 1.01 next year, which is presumably Bijan Robinson. Um, And that's kind that was kind of our thought process for anyone listening. They're like, Oh, why would they want to tank before? It was just a strategy. So we were like, we're doing our homework, uh, you know, Dotting in our eyes crossing our T's. Do we need to draft anyone? Cause we want as close to zero in that RB spot as possible, but we found out we did have to. So it's uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff. You never know. You got to read it over a few times.
3: So where, I guess kind of hopping into like some more strategy type questions, you know, I guess going in like a regular thinking of it from a regular, like, you know, 10 or 12 team PPR setting. Um, where do you where do you see as kind of your favorite position to draft this year based on where that kind of lays you out for your first
1: two or three four picks? Yeah, I'm really liking the later draft picks more so. You got a lot more flexibility. This year's a little more weird than other years because after Jonathan Taylor It's just huge question marks. I think it's okay to go wide receiver with the number two overall pick. Although I would go CMC personally, but after that, I mean, I'm looking at Derrick Henry. I'm a huge fan. I have him ranked third overall. I'm really high on him. But if you look at his age, if you look at his usage, it's very high risk. It's super high risk. So um, this is what I tell people you want to try to end up with a top 10 RB and top six wide receivers so that number six guy would be cd lamb stefan Diggs, adams but usually cd lamb is that number six guy. that's what i always tell people that's what you want out of your first two rounds now, if you have an early draft pick you're not going to be able to really do that uh, it's going to be harder um, but also if you got the 1.01 you do have jonathan taylor who's the safest player in all of fantasy football it's my personal preference i love that number 10 spot i like the number nine spot just so flexible you know you get yourself the best wide receiver available then boom you get yourself the best running back available i think you're off to a pretty good start
3: let's say you're picking nine or ten what's your dream scenario first two picks like like
1: i said you gotta you gotta just top 10 running back right top six wide receiver you gotta do your best to to cross those two off so you're doing basic math right so number nine if Cup and Jefferson fall to me, I'll probably end up taking them. That, ne- that never happens, though. That's going to be like what, like 2% chance that would happen. They go much earlier. So I would take the best running back off the board. For me, that's probably going to be Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift. Sometimes Najee Harris will fall there. You know, I I frankly, I don't really care. Um, I don't I just don't really stress about it. right? I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. And I just draft the best guy off my rankings. Uh, the, the decision I'm really m- making is do I go wide receiver or RB? So on round one, if it's not Jefferson and cup, I'm usually going to go RB. And then on the turn, let's say I draft Joe Mixon on the turn. I'm getting a top six wide receiver. So for me, it goes number six, CD lamb, number five, uh, Diggs, number, f- uh, number four, chase, number three, Devonte Adams. So I'm taking one of those guys. Now I'm off to a really good start, right? I got an elite wide receiver. Lots of upside there, and then I got myself a nice, safe running back who I know is going to get a lot of volume.
3: So they have I, talking about running backs. They
1: haven't really, They
3: have. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't given Kamara an official suspension yet, right?
1: No, it seems like I think over fifty percent chance it's going to be pushed to next year. This and it, and it's looking like they're guessing it's a six-game yeah, suspension.
3: Yeah, I think it, I think it, you know history would probably point to somewhere between four and six games.
2: Um, yeah, they pushed it back. They pushed back his um his his last date and an additional two months. I think it's now in October. So, you know, I think this is the third time it's been pushed back is his court hearing. So, uh, like Couch said, it, it seems like it keeps getting, you know, it's more and more likely as we go that it'll be next year, the suspension. So people that drafted Kamara early and took the risk, you know, they're really getting a nice reward potentially because his ADP really fell for a bit. If you have, you know, if you draft earlier, but uh, yeah, saying, yeah I would. So I,
3: is your ranking based on is that taken in, including that potential four to six game suspension, you know, a 50% chance, or are you kind of ranking him at you have him at what number 10 or 11?
1: Uh, 11, yeah, I guess I have him ranked as like getting suspended like two games, yeah. I guess, you know, kind of like that. So, yeah, I got him. If I knew he wasn't getting suspended, he would be ranked. He'd be, yeah, right there with like DeAndre Swift, Alvin Cook. I think he would be a bit higher late first round like that. I mean, I really, I really like him. Uh, There's not a lot of competition over there at the Saints. Uh, Mark Ingram, Abram Smith, and keep in mind Mark Ingram's really old. He probably hasn't looked like himself the past two years. Yeah.
3: Swift is a guy that, seems to be universally moving up boards the most compared to last year. Do you, like, from your perspective, what's what's really driving that? Is it a, a usage rate, uh, just opportunity, kind of, you know, obviously the Lions aren't, aren't exactly going to wow anyone on the field as a team. Um, is that kind of just loser guy, best offensive player, not really rec- good receiving core, someone's got to get the ball?
1: Well, I compare him to Austin Eckler – Aaron Jones, right guys like obviously those other two are on a much better team, but it's a new style of running back and it's one we've kind of never seen before, right? Somebody who's getting like 150 carries you're going to be terrified of, but not anymore. Um, these guys are really good and yeah, a lot of it was garbage time. A lot of it was dump offs, but the talent is there. So he's a sexy pick. The talent is there. A lot of people liked him as a prospect. And he is really talented. Now, I got him ranked at number eight, RB8. That's where the consensus has him ranked. I'm not a huge fan of DeAndre Swift. But so realistically, when I'm drafting, um, if I have the 11 spot or 12 spot and he's available, I'm going to take him because that's definitely the best running back available there. Um, But if I have the eighth overall pick, ninth overall pick, I'm likely not taking him. And that's like a lot of other people would there. Gotcha. Gotcha.
3: And now Nick Chubb, you have Nick Chubb at 12, but is with Kareem Hunt, does that change your thinking on Chubb if Kareem Hunt gets traded with the recent trade request?
1: Yeah. So as of right now, I'm not touching Nick Chubb's rankings. I'm leaving him right there. If he gets traded, he will skyrocket. I mean, this guy could be like top five. I could put him top, I'd I'd probably put him, oof, that's like around there, five to seven range, like he will skyrocket, because he'll get everything, and I think he can catch, and he probably doesn't excel in pass catching, but he's probably not the worst pass catcher either, so the targets are going to go up, the carries are going to go up, the touchdown's going to go up, the snap count's going to go up, the offense is there, it's made for him. Uh, he will skyrocket if anything happens to Kareem. Huh. But as of right now, I'm not touching it because we've seen this. We see this every year with running backs. And it's like to me, it's usually not a big deal. I guess the worst case was Melvin Gordon when he was on the Chargers. Uh, what was it? he didn't play like four or five games or something? Eckler kind of broke out like I'm not I'm not over. I'm trying not to overreact right now. That makes sense. That
2: makes sense. Yeah, and he he actually had thirty six catches, I think, in his his second year in the league. Um, so he he, I mean, it's not you know blowing the top off, but you know he, you know, so he, he he has done it. It's just like Hunt's kind of you know. I feel like Hunt's the more efficient pass catcher and stuff, and you know he needs to get on on the field too, and that's kind of the role. So yeah, he definitely. Would go up. The only thing I, I get I get a little afraid of with with Chubb. Not afraid. It's just that he always he always is banged up. He plays physical, and he kind of seems to always miss a few games every year.
1: Oh, but, he's injury prone. Yeah. Um,
2: but points so, per game, he kills
1: it. Yeah. Similar to Dalvin Cook. He, Dalvin Cook yeah. is injury prone as well, but he's my RB seven. Um, that's the thing. You you got to handcuff these guys. So if Hunt gets traded, I'll take Nick Chubb at you know seven overall eight overall for sure and then i'll cuff him with d ernest johnson i hope i got that name right <laughs> yeah d ernest d apostrophe ernest yeah. something i
0: think it's good. Yeah. yeah and
2: and and he'll be relatively cheap like i know you know like the price of the handcuffs definitely important to you right like you know like yeah like oh, dalvin sure. cook where where, do, where does madison normally go round 10 Round ten, right? And then if you were a cook owner, you might not you might need to take the gamble in round nine then.
1: Nah, yeah, know? that sucks a little so bit more. Yeah.
2: That's that's what's tough. And like, you know, obviously with the Zeke Pollard situation, that's a little not even almost a cuff. It's it's you know, it's it's an evolving situation. And 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 I know Pollard's ADP has, has really gone through the roof this year. It's it's you know, goes in the seventh round a lot. I've seen him go late six. You know, so it's yeah, it definitely really, really depends. I know it's a little that that price is a little much for me on on Pollard, um, but you know. So I, who else?
3: No, I, I was gonna say who are, who are
2: your who are, who's your favorite uh, hand handcuffs? Laden drafts, whether it's your handcuff or stealing someone else's handcuff, like
1: like Matt late. Matt Breda and Hassan Haskins. So. Uh, I do get some pushback from this cause you know, some people don't even think Matt Breda is going to be the handcuff, but he is, I looked at the depth chart. There's really nobody else there. Um, they will sign another running back, but the guys that they sign are guys that aren't signed right now who suck. So it's David Johnson and Devontae Booker are the top two free agent running backs right now. And who knows if they'll be available. So Matt Breda, you can get him for free. He goes undrafted. In a lot of twelve-team leagues, so that is, I mean, it's it's an amazing like you you got to get him in case someone has Saquon. My other guy is Hassan Haskins. So right now, uh, a lot of reports are coming out with the tight ends that Dontrell Hilliard is the handcuff. I, I don't buy that because Dontrell Hilliard was there last year. He got beat out by Deontay Foreman. It took up all but one game. Dante Foreman was the handcuff. He put up good production. He was startable every single week. Blind, you could blindly start him as an RB2. And now we got Hassan Haskins, who I like as a prospect, who is somewhat similar to Derrick Henry. You could say Derrick Henry Jr. Now, he's not exactly like Derrick Henry, and the talent's not... Anywhere near that, but I really do like him as a runner. He is really talented. Um, not a great pass catcher, but you know, not that horrible either. He actually did catch a few passes in college. So well, well neither is I Denver Henry either, either. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, neither but I'm looking any- at it yeah. from all angles, you know. So yeah. like who's who's gonna be the actual handcuff? Um yeah, I think I mean he's he's a one he's a one cut guy. He's a great runner, he's big like he's he's really similar to derrick henry so i and i think he's better than deontay foreman was last year so he's he's one of my favorite handcuffs to get you can get that man in round 13 14 sometimes 16 or later yeah he even goes undrafted sometimes and
2: it's so early with like i feel like with the depth charts right now you got to take it with a grain of salt like i know uh Brees Hall is, like, the third-string running back on the Jets. Yeah, there's no way he's going to be the third-string running back on the Jets with his draft capital. And, like, uh, Robinson on the the Jaguars is ahead of ETN. So it's like I think people, some people can overreact to these things. And it's like, you know, Robinson's coming off the Achilles. ETN
1: looks to be the guy. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. I wonder if we had depth charts 30 years ago this early. I don't don't know if most, I don't know if people knew what a depth chart was 30 years ago. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's just like, it's very typical. Once you come in as a rookie, you're lower on the depth chart and then you move up. It's just, yeah, it's just how it usually goes. So yeah, don't overreact. I mean, Kenny Pickett, I think is the third string Quarterback for the Steers. They actually released it, so I might be wrong uh just today, but he was he's been playing with the third strain. I mean, I'm sure he's not gonna be like third strain next year. Like sure that at some point he'll move up to number two and then probably even mm-hmm. number one.
2: And another guy I saw you you uh you, I think you tweeted or you retweeted about uh just before. Traylon Burks is apparently there's some issues going on right now. Him with the Titans, the coveted rookie wide receiver from Arkansas supremely talented. He's uh like running the wrong routes, and he he's very he's running with the second and third team right now, and um you know so people are kind of going to overreact right now. Remember last year, people said Jamar Chase didn't know how to catch a football. <laughs> Clearly, that. people overreacted to that, and they're like, oh, he forgot how to play football. Like, you know, like I I think that's something that you know people tend to do is like they overreact to this you know training camp news. One day, one reporter says one thing, and now it's a whole storyline.
3: It is a little worrisome with Burks, though, from the sense that like it's not, like with Chase, it was just okay. He can't catch. He's got a million drops. You're hearing it from like six different angles with Burks. You know, it's his health. It's his 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 uh his like his drive, his attitude, his, his running wrong routes. Like I feel like I've heard four or five different things for, on it with a negative connotation
1: from him. I Feel like it's just being a little exaggerated. You know, so you can kind of take what you hear and you're kind of you're kind of taking everything and you're really throwing it all this way. Right. You're going really extreme because the 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 conditioning, the health and the asthma is no longer an issue. So. Right. That's the report. So he fixed that. That was in mini camp or whatever a long time ago. So, yeah. I mean, why would we include that right now in the narrative? So that's fixed. Sure. OK, so that's good. All right. So, I mean, I would throw that out. Um I mean, when I started fantasy couch, I mean, I was definitely running the wrong routes and, and looking out of place. I mean, I said, look at me now <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay, making like a, uh, making a living off this, uh, you know, so I'm okay now, but it, it happens that right? rookies come in, they're lost. Lamar Jackson was lost when he came in, you know, sure. It took him, you know, another year, but like these things happen, like the first day of practice, like people make mistakes and like, that's how I am. Like I'm a smart dude, I, I think. Um, You know, I have much more confidence now, but when I start stuff out, I'm really stupid. I'm always the slowest to start, so I just can't, like, hold that against. I have to take it with a grain of salt. Like, I'm just—I'm looking at these guys. Like, he can still make it up the depth chart fairly easy. It's still really early, you know, in training camp. There's still a lot to—you know, a lot of time. Um, What I'm actually reading from this is— Kyle Phillips is on the, is playing, is practicing with the first team. Now he's a slot guy, I believe. Yeah. And so is. I, I think that is much more important than this Traylon yeah. Burke's news, which, you know, I'm just taking with a grain of salt. Like it could be bad, but then, you know, boom, the week one, uh, the regular season starts, he's all of a sudden the alpha wide receiver. On the Titans. You know, I think that's a very likely scenario. But Kyle Phillips, he's one of the favorites uh, that we like drafting in the CouchFam community as a dynasty sleeper. We're taking him in round four in all our rookie drafts. Like we all have him on our teams. And, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm just very excited about this guy. I think I got him ranked 40 spots ahead of the consensus uh, at wide receiver 87. Now, he's not really a redraft guy except if yeah. you're, like, in a 16-team league, then maybe, you you know, but definitely in Dynasty, I'm really high on Kyle Phillips.
2: And he's just someone you could, like, you know, just put in the back of your head for redraft, even if it's 12 or 14, you know, because maybe, like you said, Burks doesn't play the same position. Burks going to be out wide, and then Robert Woods is coming off the ACL and apparently is doing very well, but, but either way, it looks like, you know, Phillips has a really good inside track at that slot job, so... Uh, you know, someone's got to be catching. You know the passes. You know, I know they love to run Henry, but you know, there's still if Burks gets off slow or or something, or if Woods has another injury, like Phillips Phillips could be relevant even this year. So, I agree. It's definitely more more significant what he's doing rather than what Burks isn't so far because it's still very early. We're still in the in early August. Yeah,
3: I and right agree. now Burks is your is your number one rookie wideout. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's talent. I mean, I'm just yeah. gonna compare it to Jamar Chase. You know, I missed on Jamar Chase last year, and I'm not gonna do it again just because of some stupid reports. Um, I do, you know, I do realize both sides of the coin. You know, may- hey, maybe this guy's not meant to be in the NFL because that's basically what the reports are saying.
0: Yeah. And I just gotta yeah. trust,
1: you know, what I've researched and what I've seen, and it shows that he can be an AJ Brown replacement. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this within our community before the draft, the NFL draft, before he's the like Titans so, drafted he's him. He's so similarly built to him. Yeah, like, it's like crazy. this guy, you know, could be uh, AJ Brown or slightly worse. And it's like, you know, he got drafted by the Titans. I mean, I, I just gotta, you know, stick to my guns here. And now we're gonna get him cheaper. So now he's gonna be falling to round ten. I mean, that's free. You can't, you can't, you can't get this round. It's the only other guy, I think. You can really get round 10-ish or later that's this awesome. It's probably Jalen Tolbert, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver who still kind of slept on for some reason. Um, he's like the only other wide receiver on that team basically other than CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Well, at least at yeah, the beginning of the season, Gallup's going to come back week six, week yeah. eight. He's going to be slow. He's not. It's not going to be a great comeback. And James Washington is – not he got really. Hurt, he's more, he yeah. He's, he's yeah. more of a wide receiver four on most NFL teams. He's not horrible, but he's yeah. more like he's not a he's not ideally a guy to start like ninety percent of snaps. And yeah. yeah, and now he's hurt. Now he's going to miss a few weeks or a couple the, months. Like you said, the price, the tenth round price. I mean, you don't lose
2: your league missing on a tenth round wide receiver. It just it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, that's like, where that's I'm just, drafting my wide yeah, receivers, so that's anyways.
3: Where, yeah. But yeah, but you can win a league hitting on a a guy like that
1: yeah for sure
2: yeah or calvin even you know i i love round four round five to get got like i remember we were both on you like you you told us about chris godwin too i got chris godwin a few years ago and he was a league winner yeah he was literally a league winner and then i know a lot of us in the fantasy couch community the year year after i think had ridley in the fourth or fifth round we had him in the throne league and he he won our side the throne league um also you know,
3: Who are who are those guys you were you targeting in that, that same connotation conversation this year?
1: What? oh uh, so who's gonna who's gonna win all your fantasy
0: leagues this year, one wide receiver. And like the fifth round? Give us the, the, round,
1: give like us the, the twenty
3: twenty three
0: Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean like you know,
3: a guy in that yeah, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round range. I honestly
1: like... don't have one, but the guy I like this year is gonna be Terry McLaurin. Now he is going to be super risky because I made a I made a list a long time ago, a little uh, maybe a little immature-ish. It's not that cringy, but it you know when you look back on stuff you did five years ago, you're like, yeah, probably shouldn't have put this out or or I kind of changed my mind now. It's not that bad, but I made a top five cursed NFL teams list. I don't remember all the teams, but now that list is only consisted of one team. And that's Washington. There's only one cursed yeah. NFL team in my book. I'm starting to like the Lions again, the Chargers. I mean, hey, if the Chargers suck this year, they are cursed because now their roster is like, I mean, it's, it, it's beyond the mate. Like, it's beyond. Like, it's the Jets had a good draft. Good. The
2: Jets had a good draft. We're trending in the right direction.
1: So the Jets were on that list for sure. Yeah. I, I forgot, but now I remember the Jets were on the cursed list for sure. The Browns oh, were. Of course they were. Yeah, the Browns, Jets, uh, Lions, Chargers, Washington. Yeah, I think that was the five teams. Now I'm just with one cursed team, and that's Washington. <laughs> Ever since Dan Snyder took over this team, I made a lot. Like, you can't even deny. If you, if you don't believe in curses, that's fine. You know, use the word extremely bad luck. But they've <laughs> had, like, the craziest, craziest stuff happen that, Honestly, is like is like Matrix level. It's like we live in a simulation level stuff. Like there was a glitch, like one in a trillion chance these things happen, and it's all happened with Washington. So I'm, you know, there is a lot of risk. Bad things happen there, okay. But when I'm talking about a top five talent, I think Terry McLaurin does possess talent like Ceedee Lamb, like Digs, you know, like like these guys. He could be. On that level, he just needs a full season with a real quarterback. This is the best quarterback he has. And people are still kind of sleeping on him. Now, I have Deontay Johnson and Michael Pittman ranked around there. Now, people are split on Deontay Johnson. There's like half the people are Dante Johnson truthers. Half are like blah. Uh, Michael Pittman has all the hype. It's it's like 100% hype with Michael Pittman. Everyone loves him. So you're not going to get him like at a slight discount. Like he's he's going in like round three now. Dude, not yeah. I like him, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying Terry McLaurin, now here's the guy that a lot of people do actually hate. Like you might be able to get this guy late round four, early round five, usually going to be like mid round four, early round four, but I'm saying like he, he could possibly fall to round five, and that's what I I, I always love value. That's what I'm uh, – that's what I'm about. And we talked, to, we were just talking about Chris Godwin and Calvin Ridley. I mean, one of the reasons I liked him because I didn't have to spend a first round pick on them, right? It's not that big of a gamble when I'm spending, you know, my 4.12 on these guys, which is right around where we did get. It. We got Calvin Ridley at like 4.09. Uh, we got like Chris Godwin at like uh, 5.02, 4.11, around there. So that's. That's what I like to do. I don't like to spend a lot, but that in in that range, that's my guy. I got a lot more guys, but in that range, it's going to be scary, Terry. The Terry's
2: polarizing because I, I I disagree. I agree and disagree with you because I agree with the risk part, and I agree when when you say he's a top five talent. To me, I'm like I know he's very talented. I see him get 50-50 balls, but then I, I I you compare some to someone like CD Lamb, and I kind of once you put a player to it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do think he's like as talented as CD Lamb. Like you, you switch their situations. I probably would like Terry McLaurin as much as I like CD Lamb. I think he'd be going, you know, at least mid second, similar to CD Lamb. So I, I do get your point. Uh, I'm not all in on him this year, but you're right. He, he has an improved quarterback. People say what you want about Wentz. He produced Pittman last year, um, and you know he's had fantasy relevant receivers last year. And what did Washington have last year? They, they really had, they really had nothing at quarterback. And they, you know, he's never had a quarterback this good. So. Those points are true. I, I I just if they are going to the same area, I do like Deontay and I know Pittman has gone up much more recently because everyone loves Pittman. But you know, there's there's certainly a case for him and the talent is there for sure.
1: You'd be crazy if you drafted if McLaurin fell a little bit and you drafted him in every league. <laughs> like it's not he's not my guy. You know what I mean? He's not like yeah. the guy. Like like I was way more bullish on Chris Godwin. Yeah. I was pretty I was I liked Calvin Ridley a lot more. Like the, it, it is a hey, scary. Terry, man, it's scary. Like I'm not telling everyone to draft him, but you know, trying to answer a specific question and I'm not trying to give you guys the easy answer, you know, easy answer would be Dante or Michael or Pittman.
2: Pittman yeah. Those
1: guys I'm very confident in very low risk in my opinion. Um, but you know, in half your drafts, you're not going to get Deontay Johnson at great value, and in almost every draft, you're not going to get Pittman at. Great. He's never going to fall. He's he keeps to going higher and higher. Like he's not going to fall. You're not going to get Michael Pittman at round five. Like, it's it's never going to happen ever. Is
3: there a guy that you think is? I guess probably from a running back or wide receiver perspective, that do you think is just being entirely overrated by? The- rest of the fantasy community or just kind of what you're seeing ADP wise from early drafts
1: yeah the guy I always point to is Gabe Davis um I recently moved him up I had him it was kind of dumb I had him at like wide receiver 50 look that was a mistake so I moved him up to wide receiver 38 I like him he's gonna be good but in some leagues and he's going all over the place in some leagues he goes as early as round four it's just insane right there are the the bills have arguably the most weapons in the NFL. Like you really gotta, you really gotta think about everything. So someone calls somebody a wide receiver two, everyone loses their mind, everyone goes crazy. It's like, bro, not all wide receiver twos are created equal. Like, it's it's totally different. Like when we drafted Calvin Ridley, he was the wide receiver two. Do you remember who the wide receiver three was? Nah, maybe Gay like. Yeah, Gage, so gauge, yeah. who cares right Gage, like is yeah. it, the tight end i mean who was the paid in hers you know sucky right like that's that's my point yeah it was the harsh. bills it was, yeah there's nobody there and i probably didn't have a great run game either i'm assuming when calvin ridley broke out in whatever year that was 2020 2019 whatever so that's the thing with the bills they don't suck they literally have 10 players That can score a touchdown. Josh Allen can run it in. Singletary can run it in. James Cook, Khalil Shakir, Tavon Austin. They got Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Crowder. And now they just recently got OJ Howard. I know he'll be a fullback. They probably have more weapons, Zach Moss. Dawson get a Knox. Couple carries. Dawson, there you go. Dawson Knox a huge one, right? That's yeah. a guy I don't really like. But at the same time, he can easily get 8, 10 touchdowns. Oh, year. yeah, easily. he went off last year. Easily. Like, probably could, probably more. Like, he could he could probably yeah. get 11 or 13 touchdowns. So with all these touchdowns, with all these scoring plays, and their defenses improved, Trajavius White, healthy, and they got a guy named Von Miller, who's a Hall of Famer. He's pretty good. Helped help, help this team last year win a Super Bowl. They couldn't have done it without him. So, it's it's just like Gabe Davis. I like him. He's going to be good. But when people are starting to draft him in round four, it's just frankly <coughs> stupid. Like that's the thing. Like I told you guys, Scary Terry. But I said I don't really give a crap about Scary Terry. I don't care about any of these wide receivers for a top six wide receiver. I might like, all right, man, I might draft a wide receiver round one. I want one round two. Okay. When it's not top six after that tier, I don't even care. I can I can draft Darnell Mooney. I can draft Brandon Cooks. I can draft Mike Thomas, I, Cortland Sutton, the, Jerry Judy. Like, it this, this just goes on and on. Rashad Bateman, like, and these are guys, like, upper tier. You know, we could go into lower tier guys. There's a ton of wide receivers I like. And if I'm throwing enough darts at wide receiver, I'll be good. One of the mistakes, especially in a two wide receiver league, is you got like eight wide receivers, nine wide receivers, and you have to cut them before the season. And it's like, I know a lot of people play three wide receiver leagues, but it's like there there is depth at there. As long as you don't completely ignore wide receivers. Like I've never even seen it. It's impossible to do. You'll be fine as long as you – you know, you you throw your darts at them. You'll you'll find some. They're out there. I have some names. I can help you guys. What are the names? Well, right now, the hottest, the sexiest guy right now is on fire. I've never felt like this in my whole life. I've never had such FOMO. FOMO means fear of missing out. Is Brandon <laughs> IU? Right now, he is tearing it up. Trey Lance is throwing to him in camp. I mean, he's ready, right? And I, you you know me, Sully. I I look a lot at the mental aspect. And, you know, if people want to say it's wishy-washy or spiritual or this and that, that's fine. Like, it's worked really, really good for me. And I don't think of it like that at all. But I like like things, I think logically, I like things that make sense. Like, Mm -hmm. things click like that for me. Some basic things I'm really dumb at and they don't click for me. You know, it is what it is. We're not all smart at everything, but these things I see clearly, right? He was in the doghouse last year. He wasn't practicing hard. He wasn't playing hard. He produced well, you know, his rookie year, he produced well. The second half of last year, they got a new quarterback, not that depressing Jimmy G. who's just awful to watch. He's (laughs) born. He's like, he's like Kirk cousins, little brother. Like, I don't want to see that. Right. He's like a whack Kirk cousins. Right. It, it, it's depressing when you have an all-star team in the 49ers and then you got Jimmy G as the quarterback. Who's like, maybe we'll win with this guy. You know, it's pretty clear if they had a good quarterback. I mean, they might win a couple Super Bowls. Every time the Niners lose to a team in the postseason, that team ended up winning a Super Bowl. Rams won a Super Bowl. Bucks. Like it's 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 just it's Chiefs won right technically right they lost to the Chiefs so uh, it's pretty we got a pretty good team here. And it's like when you add all that up and he's working harder, building up rapport, what better storyline is there? Now, I'm not trying to write a stupid princess storybook and sell it to Disney. I'm not talking about that type of story. I'm talking about a real story to help us win leagues. What better storyline is there? What better motivation is there to get it done than for Brandon Ayuk? Talent is there. Draft capital is there. The motivation is there. The chip on the shoulder is there. The re-energizing is there. We're talking about a guy who lacked practice, uh, ethics, and aggressiveness and and caring to get into three fights with Fred Warner. All of a sudden, like this guy's yeah. fired up, and uh, you can get him for free. You get him like round eight. I mean. I love it. But uh, right now, as I'm talking, his ADP's rising though. I'm boost I'm helping (laughs) it right now with this. He's he's chirping. He's
2: chirping at people at practice and some people like they're like, Oh, is that a bad thing? And it's like, No, he's engaged. He's he's a dog. He's 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 ready to go. And you know, like if we even take it back to last year, he was being drafted what in five six and Debo was going like eight nine. So like it, it like now it's a little bit. It's obviously flipped to a it's greater flipped. scale. But it is. No, it's exactly yeah, it's flipped. flipped. It's exactly. But it's flipped. like, but it's like the talent was always there. That's why we had him ahead of Debo even. But it's like, you know, Debo came off a not so great year, and then Ayuk is now coming off not so great year. Maybe I mean, we're not saying he's going to be Debo, but you know, the talent is there for him to pr- produce. Um, what about for people that don't know about Trey Lance? Well, like you know, because a lot of people think he's a runner or you know. Quarterback position-wise, how does that affect
1: Ayuk? What do you think? Well, just really quick, yeah, Brandon Ayuk. They thought he was going to have a breakout year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was the second year. It's year three, right? Sticking with that story, that storyline, the movie I'm talking about. I mean, it's year three. Year three breakout wide receiver. It's right there. You know, the sizes, every everything's, everything's there. So last year I didn't draft Brandon Ayuk, all but one Dynasty League, I think. I did draft Devo Samuel, basically the same thing. Like I liked him as a rookie, like I left him as a prospect, and his price was way cheaper. Now that Brandon Ayuk's price is cheaper, I like him. So Trey Lance, he's not going to put up a ton of passing stats, but um, there, it, this is actually the most polarizing player right now is Trey Lance. Like because I'm on social media, I get just like these crazy comments. And it's funny because I got them last year. So last year, like literally every TikTok comment was the 49ers don't have a quarterback. Like, how can you give them these odds, these Super Bowl odds? Like, So like and they did well last year, a little bit ups and downs in the beginning for sure. But they pulled it off. They almost made it to the Super Bowl. It came pretty close. And now. You got two things like let's just pretend Trey Lance sucks for a minute. You got two things, one. can't be much worse than Jimmy G. I actually watch Jimmy G. Unlike these jokers who talk about like, he got you to the playoffs and he, bro, he sucked (laughs) like, it was, it's, it was, it's like the most frightening thing. It's like watching a scary movie and you know, a cheap jump scare is going to come off, right? It's like a 4.6 on IMDB rating. You know, that cheap jump scare is going to come out any second. That's what Jimmy G was. You knew he was going to throw an interception. You always knew it was going to be one bad play. now would it be the play that lost the game? Fortunately, most of the time it wasn't, you know, but he, he was good for that. So if Trey Lance sucks, he'll be good for that too. But on top of that, he can actually throw it deep so he can make all the throws. He's got a great arm and he can run it. Now his talent with running, he is not that amazing of a runner on the NFL level. So you can't expect Mike Vig, Lamar Jackson, you probably can't even expect Cam Newton, uh, rookie year running or MVP year running. He is built similar to Cam Newton, but there's kind of like no, no other guy like Cam out there. Closest would be Tim Tebow probably, which sounds weird, but that'd be the close. <laughs> He's like a way, way better. Cam's a way, way better, t- uh, Tebow, um, but so he's not like that amazing of a runner, but he's a very good runner. It's just I just want to make it clear, like he is not Mike Vick, probably not even Cam, uh, but kind of similar to Cam, probably similar to maybe Josh Allen, you could say. So if I had to compare it to Josh Allen, Cam, that's his running style. He he is a good runner. Now, what he did bad his rookie year, and it was probably because he wasn't as prepared as he should have been, and it could have been Shanahan's fault. He was taken off too much. And defenses were ready for him. Now, one reason I love when Dak takes off is no one's looking at him because they're they're worried this man's going to throw 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 yards in a season. Like, defenses are legit worried about that. Dak's really a really good passer. So when he does take off, no one's noticing him. He gets a free 10 yards, free 7 yards, free 20 yards sometimes. So once Lance, if he can start making some throws, he's more comfortable in the season – when he takes off, when teams have their backs turned against him, the rushing is going to be. Now it's going to be that lethal combo. And that's that's really that leap we're, we're waiting for. Once he can actually, he's like, hey, I can throw. Defenses respect that. And now they can't. Defenses can't defend both. They can't defend the deep ball, the intermediate ball, the shallow ball, and Lance rushing. But anyway, I digress. Even if he sucks, he can't be much worse than Jimmy G. Even if he sucks, he also has one of the most smartest offensive minds as a coach, a genius, Kyle Shanahan. You can say he's a top five coach or top five offensive mind, and he'll make it work with him. They got Brandon Ayuk. They got Kittle. They got a good fullback. uh, They got Debo. They have more wide receivers. They just added Willie Snead. They drafted Danny Gray, who is a vertical threat. Uh, they got Jawan Jennings. So they have a pretty deep roster. And after Kittle, too, the tight ends, it's not that bad. They have a cup, like, they have, like, two backups who can actually play as well. So I think Trey Lance is is going to be good. But uh, he's getting a lot of hype now, though, that Jimmy G, that they told him he's going to start. So he's climbing up ADP as well. You what, know what I think?
2: I think oh. oh sorry. I was going to okay. say real quick on Trey Lance. Like you you're obviously you're West Coast. A lot of people you deal with are West Coast. We're East Coast and that kind of, you know, we don't we don't hear or see the same type of hype as you obviously being on the opposite side of the country. So, you know, I feel like there's a wide range of ADP's depending where you're at. Like if you're playing with San Francisco, Niner fans or by the bay or, you know, that area, you know, i feel like there's a lot more hype here we don't we don't hear a ton of it's just mainstream if anything really on sports center and stuff we don't hear anything too crazy like so that's where like i don't know like the, I, I you know i haven't done a ton of redraft stuff yet but i'm I'm
1: curious to see where where he'll go and like you know well i live he'll... on the internet matter of fact <laughs> so uh, <laughs> i'm 100 uh, percent i live on the internet he's the most polarizing player in fantasy and fortunately if you want him there is almost always certainly going to be at least one guy in your league that likes him and will probably take him a little early so that is that is real that's realistic
3: are you comfortable with him as your qb1 and if you are who are you are you are you now taking a more substantial look at a backup
1: Yeah, yes to both of those. Yeah, it is a lot of risk. There could be some ups and downs, uh, but I like him enough. I know he's going to give me that high floor. I know he's going to produce with Shanahan and with his athleticism. Big arm, good runner, great head coach, good weapons. I mean, there's not that much room to fail. Uh, But if he's not as good as I'd like, because he is risky, you just get a backup, man. It's easy, right? Jameis Winston... Um, Kirk cousins, Aaron Rodgers is being ranked like number 15 on some rankings. It's like, it doesn't even make sense. Get, get, get a backup super easy. And if it's super flex, Hey, it's fun. Anyway, if I got Trey Lance started and you know, I'll do, so be it. Right. You don't, you probably don't want in every single league. Do you want Trey Lance and, and not to have a backup quarterback or backup planet quarterback? No don't do that. That's too risky. Same, you know, same thing like with Terry McLaurin It was probably even more riskier than Trey Lance. You don't want a Terry McLaurin in every league.
3: Yeah. So do you see him as like, I know we talk about the high floor, but in terms of his ceiling, do you see any potential, albeit however small it may be or large that he puts together a surprising rookie, like he becomes a league winner, like Lamar was in his first full season. As the as the starter. You know, he kind of just blows up the scene and then, oh shit, here's the next big great quarterback for the next, you know,
1: 70. Yeah, years. he has good upside. I don't think he can finish QB1. Probably not QB2. I think they're going to run the ball enough. Uh, you got Debo Samuel, who's A. He's back. He's wide back again. He's running the ball again. You got Eli Mitchell. I, I'm i really high on Eli Mitchell. Um, a lot of risk there too. But anyway, they're going to run. Uh, They're going to play defense, so I don't think it's that much upside. Top five upside, yes. Top three, I'm going to say no. You're going to need an injury or something for that to happen, but that's okay. You don't really need the best quarterback. And the Lamar Jackson thing, it actually – like I don't don't remember when that's ever happened before. It doesn't really – yeah, I drafted Mahomes pass. in a in a dynasty rookie startup. That's the closest. Not even RG3 I've did that, right? R- well, not on Lamar's level, but yeah. that that you know RG3 that's a great comparison for Trey Lance. Like you get RG, you get Lance where you got RG3, and he could finish where RG3 finished, which I don't remember where, but I know it wasn't QB one. I'm pretty sure, but it was probably like I don't know QB four something. Yeah. Maybe like closer J- Jalen Jalen Hurts last year. That's another good example. Jalen Hurts last year, RG three is rookie year. That could easily
0: be Trey Lance. Okay. You know, like speaking of like like risky players. So I was looking at a couple of your wide receivers in the top twenty-five. Amari Cooper and DK Metcalf. How risky do you feel like they are to take when it's either gonna be for DK, Geno Smith or or uh Drew Locke throwing in the ball. And then in Cleveland, we know it's not going to be Deshaun for at least six games for Amari. Could be Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Who's their third? Josh Rosen? Like, how risky are those guys to take?
1: This is funny. This is this is great. Okay, so I made a DK Metcalf video before he started playing, and everybody hated DK Metcalf because of his 40 time. This is not my opinion. This is facts. and I did on the video. I did a Twitter search. And I searched like something like a DK Metcalf bust. I did. That was the word I had Twitter searched for, and it was so many results. Oh, okay. Infinite, <laughs> infinite. So this is this is just straight facts. What I'm talking about. Nobody like literally no one has called anybody a bust that many times. DK Metcalf bust, bust, bust. Right now, all of a sudden, DK Metcalf went from. Everybody hating him to being or extremely polarizing, but more people saying the word "bust" than saying he's going to be all a favor. That's for sure. So people hating him to now he is the sexy pick. So now DK Metcalf does have a name. He is the sexy pick. People realize who he is. They realize the potential. They like him now. Now his ADP is not super high. Like they don't love him a lot in this draft. I'm talking about the name now, the name before DK Metcalf was associated with bust this is just proof this is on the internet it's there twitter search it was all over there now he's become you know more of a household name now Mari cooper on the other hand now he's actually getting disrespected pretty much every year especially this year now dk metcalf for me he's in a void so, one reason is going to be because he's a household name. Now, it's easy to disagree with me because people are going to be like, man, look at his ADP. You're getting him at quite the discount. He's done well with Geno Smith. Well, I'm going to give you two things. One, unless you're playing best ball. Now, in best ball, he's good. Best ball, by the way, again, is when the computer automatically starts, it automatically optimizes your lineup after the games have been played. So, if DK Manfkow scores 29 points, he's in your lineup. If he scores one point, he's out of your lineup. But and we most of us don't play baseball. And so you're gonna have to pick and choose when to start DK Metcalf. Do you see the headache coming already? I feel the headache already. <laughs> when do you start DK Metcalf? Let me tell you something. Now I, I honestly didn't look at this. I was going I'm going straight off memory, but you guys can look it up and check this yourself. Russell Wilson missed a few games. So the the people that disagree with me will say he performed well with, with someone please look this up too, if you can. He said, "Oh, he, he did well with Geno Smith." Well, I, uh, I had DK Metcalf on my fantasy team. I watched those games. One was like a mid, like one was the the cornerback just fell, like he tried. I mean, he didn't like fall, but he tried. Yeah, it was, to- it, was, a, it,
2: was it was a night game. It was a night game. It was a televised game. I remember yeah, it.
1: He, it was like it was, it was like a
2: seven yard pass, and he just took it like six. Yeah, he didn't seven like yards.
1: fall fall, but he tried to make a. It looked dumb. It was like it was like. Yeah, he, a, he whiffed. He whiffed. He yeah. Was, he, it was, t- it was almost as bad as the Stefan Diggs touchdown a few years ago. Like he tried was it to, the Raiders. I don't remember. It was a, it, it could have been the rate. It was a guy. Basically the cornerback tried to do like this tack. He tried to tackle the ball. He just fell. So DK Metcalf, Ronnie, he scored a touchdown. I think the second game he did good was against like the Jags. And uh, just in case you guys don't know, the Jags suck. Um, And so the other two games, he didn't do that well. So it's like the only times he did well was against like, was that one catch he had on the guy whiffed and against like the Jags. So it's like, I don't know how good he's going to be with Geno Smith. And if that's it, like you're going to have to, you know, hope for a whiff or hope they, they play the Jags or you know, (laughs) something like that. I'm I don't know when to start him and I'm not drafting a guy in round four for that. Right. Except if it's basketball. Now Amari Cooper on the other hand, I'm all about discounts, right? So it's all about the price being reflected. Even if Jacoby Brissett starts uh, all 17 games, which is basically the worst case scenario, right? They could still sign Jimmy G. They can, you know, Deshaun Watson might only get suspended six games, eight games. We don't know yet. So, But even if Jacoby Brissett is starting for 17 games, sometimes you can get amari cooper around seven round eight right i'd rather get i'd rather he goes take round back. eight
0: sometimes
1: he, he's going round six but he falls to round seven oh, and eight man. because it's yeah, amari cooper right. right because he's not the yeah. guy who he doesn't have a good connotation yeah he doesn't have ad he doesn't show off his body like it's just it's all a mental thing like I said like all these people that call DK Metcalf a bust they shut up they're not doing that anymore and it's
2: like the amount of times like I've other than last year I know the amount of times that he's had like really good years like 10th 11th 12th overall and he's been disrespected like you said but I know a lot of people like myself it's like oh it's the fourth quarter and Amari Cooper has some nagging injury and he's not playing for the Cowboys like Like he did okay, he had a good game, but like the Cowboys need him and he's on the sideline, or he has some weird injury. He he always seems to be like in in the poor light. Like he's always got some nagging injury when you need him, or he had like that big zero against the Patriots, I remember from like years ago. I don't know. Like I I think a lot of people to your point have those negative criticisms and connotations with Amari Cooper. Amari Pooper, it's in his name. People call him Amari Cooper. How many of us call him Amari Pooper? I, I did it to you the other day i said pooper, amari pooper. I, I, it's i, yeah,
1: it's I like, get it. he i don't like him either but that's why i'm not taking him in round five right oh so yeah round same. seven or eight you know that's,
2: he's,
1: yeah he's, that's yeah. that's what i'm saying so versus those two at the adp i'm taking amari cooper like i said i don't really care about wide receivers as long as i'm throwing the darts at the right places right. um yeah I, I don't i don't really i forgot how we what was the question or how we got here but, oh uh, just how
0: yeah. risky those players were. With the quarterback play.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, Russell Wilson's not coming back to the Seahawks. That's guaranteed. Deshaun Watson could still cut back right. to the Browns and play. So, uh yeah, we got G. Uh, what is that? We call him uh, G. G. Gino, Gino Locke. Gino, Gino Locke. Combining yeah. both the <laughs> quarterbacks. That's still not going to be good. There's nothing there. No. yeah there's nothing there no, you start one there. you start the other or you put them in this you know experimental machine that elon musk invented and you combine them there's still nothing there you still don't got nothing yeah. i i remember
2: um drew Loc- like drew lock i remember like everyone loved drew Locke going into was it last year i think i loved um, him too, second like, two year because he went four yeah, and and one I, as a rookie <laughs> well yeah. that i mean he didn't even play well like he had like six yeah. touchdowns yeah, and three a, interceptions, even that but stretch, it
3: was not even impressive numbers.
2: It was because of his dance, though.
3: Like yeah, remember on the, the dance? Line. Yeah, uh, like
2: uh, uh, put yeah. on by a Young Jeezy. Like young people Jeezy, are like, "Oh, yeah. this yeah. guy," because he had swag and he had the record. Like he was
1: like three and one or four and one. they were like, "Oh, that, this guy can play!" That, like literally, not, like everyone did opinion, that. Just what? Like, just so you, that wasn't I, that's not why I liked. No, I, liked I know because the first two games he played well
2: a lot of people opinion. yeah but a lot of people like there was like they liked him like it was a positive thing like they're like yeah. oh no it, cool. it other
1: people swagged. yes yes yeah. no it, that that was posted everywhere that was weird that was weird and that video was everywhere i mean you think the man made the hall of fame or something yeah, that video yeah was no, so was amazing. Amazing. unknown
3: to everyone's favorite quarterback in like 30 minutes
2: yeah Like, it was a good song, and, like, he was jamming out. Like, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying, like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah. Like what Dave said, he went 3-4-1, or and and, like, he's got swag. So, like, yeah. Like, he's going to be good. Turns out, like, he's a backup at best.
3: (laughs) So, sticking with wide receivers, two guys that I think are are super interesting or, you know, potentially interesting this year. You have them ranked right next to each other, actually, are uh, Allen Robinson and Michael Thomas at 28-29. I mean, you know, Robinson coming off that super disappointing year. I, I owned him in, in one of my big leagues, and he, he killed me all year. Um, considering where I drafted him, um, and you know, Thomas coming off not playing last year, like, do you think do you see those guys as potentially returning to number one wide receiver status? I mean, if you had to pick one of them, who who are you who are you going with? Is it Thomas because of opportunity, or uh, Robinson better situation in Los Angeles now? Like, where do you where do you Kind of feel on those guys and and what their potential is, you know, after two, probably the two worst years of their respective careers.
1: I got Allen Robinson ranked wide receiver twenty eight. I think that's pretty disrespectful. I'm probably gonna have to move him up. Right. I got Mari Cooper wide receiver twenty five. So these are I have to update these right. I haven't updated them in a while. Uh, this is before the more recent Deshaun Watson news. So I'm gonna have to move Allen Robinson up. I look. I love Allen Robinson. I think he's gonna be great as long as Stafford is healthy. There's almost no reason to doubt Alan Robinson. And I was talking about Brandon Ayuk's story and with Allen Robinson's stories, remember we gotta always remember, guys, these guys are human, right? There's always a story. There's always ups and downs. There's always uh what do they always say that word adversity adversary? That word adversity. adversity adversity. Adversity. Yeah. I mean, he, he got that a lot in Chicago last year. <laughs> I mean, man that was so such a bad thing and i'm trying to think of it from a human perspective i mean i wouldn't have had a lot of fun there and th- there's just really no reason other than okay he had one bad year in chicago this past year it was awful other than that i mean there's no reason why this guy you know can't be top 15 top 20 but it's my look it's my same thing i don't give a crap Right, if he goes and I miss out on him, and you, if you see me crying or yelling, it's all an act. I'm not. I'm not scared if somebody snipes. You know, one of my wide receivers. There's plenty of saying them like out tears. There. Like you have, you have the guys in tears, right? Like you got like it's like all tears. The whole thing's yeah. one tear basically. I got no tears after the top six. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. Give me Mooney. Give me Allen Robinson. Give me Bateman. Give me Godwin. I don't care. That's what's cool. This is an advantage. This isn't a a cop out. This isn't trying to not answer the question. This is giving people advice. Don't be stuck. Don't. Why would you reach on Allen Robinson? You do that, Bateman could fall. I'll take Bateman. Somebody reaches on Bateman, I'll take Allen Robinson. Or I won't take anybody. You know, maybe every now and then Brees Hall falls to round five. Right? Super rare. Yeah. I'll right. take Breeze Hall round five, right? I'll take, you know, I'll take whatever. Like so my answer is Mike Thomas just because he's going two rounds later. Two and a half rounds later. Yeah. So that's the only reason. And Mike Thomas is he's looking healthy. He's got a great story is. going on right he now. He is looking he healthy he seems confident. He seems dedicated. That team seems energized. I like how the team was they're like uh, <clears throat> Saints. You guys want to tank this year, and they said hell no. They they communicated that loud. They're like no, we're not. Oh, yeah. We're trying to win a Super Bowl this year, and I like that. And I am a Jameis Winston truther. You know, we got to see how good he'll be. I don't have a ton of confidence in him, but I am rooting for him. I think he does have talent. Um, so yeah, I'm taking uh, I mean this is this is I got Mike Thomas. So I did this thing called uh, uh, Joe's versus pros versus Joe's best ball is a tournament it's a small tournament it's cool you know they got analysts they invite analysts like me and then you got to do certain things you got to pay money or win some tournaments to get in as a joe and i got amari cooper basically at eight i think it was at like round seven and then i got mike thomas in round nine 9.01 i think we got Mike Thomas. That is so low. That's insane, right? When Allen Robinson probably went round four in that league. Now it's not going to be as sexy in your guys' leagues. I'm. This was an earlier draft, so you know, just a <laughs> fair warning. In real life, this is going to be a little different for people listening to this right now. It's going to be more like round four versus round like six. You know, round round four versus round seven. But that's a lot of difference right there.
2: Yeah, I have a a tough, like, it's not really a fair question, but, so, like, your point is, you know, I think it's, you know, you want to get your top 12 running back, and you want to get your top six wide receiver, and then, you know, there's a lot of guys you can get at receiver, so you, you can throw darts and throw lots of them, right, like, like, on the same page there, so, roughly speaking, after the first, like, five rounds, obviously, things, people fall, and you can't predict, but, like, what was your ideal roster construction somewhat look like position-wise? Like, you know, are we talking like three running backs, a receiver, a tight end? Uh, you know, like, but not not a ton of receivers, right, in the first five rounds or so when you're building so your team? We're,
1: we're talking about the first five rounds?
2: Yeah, like the first five rounds. Like, you know, like
1: first four, five, whatever. Yeah, first five rounds, I'm probably going to have two wide receivers. Okay possibly three but more like two um the first thing you want to look at is is this a three wide receiver league is this have a flex and is this full ppr right so if it's three wide receiver flex ppr then i know i'm probably going to start four wide receivers so i wouldn't mind drafting two wide receivers possibly three in the first five rounds that's that's totally cool now you talk
2: that out why so now why because i think a lot of people don't know why would you if it's Obviously, if it's a three wide receiver, that's explanatory. Why scarcity. That's scarcity. There's yeah.
1: there's a term for that. No, it's big. Every you got Even if it's dumb, that's scarcity, right? So if you're in a two wide receiver league, this is how fantasy football leagues used to be, uh, six plus years ago. Two wide. I'm still in a couple two wide receiver leagues. If it's two wide receiver, wide receivers are much less scarce. You're gonna run into this weird problem where you have too many, and you have to drop good wide receivers. And so right then and there, when a f- full PPR That means that you really, really, really want to start a wide receiver at flex. So now we want to start four wide receivers every week, right? Whereas some people are in other leagues, non-PPR, two wide receiver. In that league, you're starting two wide receivers. In this league, you're starting four wide receivers. So wide receiver is essentially twice as scarce. So it's twice as important of a position and we draft off positional scarcity. That's why a lot of people don't draft quarterbacks early. They score the most points, but they're the least scarce because you can get yeah. Derek Carr and, you know, round 12 for free. Yeah, that's,
2: that's a thing, obviously like that. I feel like I know, I think the three of us we like in our, we're in a league together. We pretty much all usually wait on quarterback because there's always 12 good starting, you know, you you look like you were saying Rodgers is thirteen. You could Lance is fourteen for some people. Cousins is going to be good with the new like. There's so many options there, at, you know, at the back. And if you're in a ten teamer, you know, there's there's more starting caliber quarterbacks than teams, you know, that you can use. So, that's uh, that's definitely a a good. That's point. why
1: super flex is becoming more and more popular every year, where quarterbacks do go round one, and quarterbacks are. More important, we're bringing back the we're bringing back quarterbacks with superflex. I yeah, love superflex. Yeah, leagues.
2: I've I've been pushing it for a while. We're actually about to start our own dynasty superflex league um with a bunch of our friends from college, and uh I had to get some people on board. This they're they're on board, but I had to get people on board with superflex because I'm like you know quarterback in the NFL, it's like the most important posi- singular position, and in fantasy, it's just not important. You could ignore it like. Like, who cares? Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, uh,
3: Rodgers, you, whoever's you guys, left.
1: You guys talk good. about a lot of sports, and so I'll ask you guys this. I think it is, but I don't know much about other sports. Is quarterback the most important position in all of team sports? It's got to be.
3: Most important yeah. singular position, it's got
1: to be. Pitcher's, yeah. pitchers pitch is pretty it, important in baseball. I'd say pitcher's, pitchers, is only is every probably, five pitchers days. probably number two. Yeah, well, I have so stop. many limitations with pitcher, right? Yeah, Most of them you could don't ball. hit. If, have you have a star pitcher,
3: if you could have a star pitcher pitch every game and he was effective as he is you know, at his as if you had the same effectiveness as he does every five days, every day, then I would probably say pitchers. But I, I yeah, if you're pitching you're pitching one fifth of the games, that's a lot that's a lot different. You know, I think yeah, I think the answer's gotta be quarterback. I mean you you could argue too, one player in the NBA, but it could be any of the five players. You just yeah. need to have a mega star It's one of the five positions. And then there's a
2: freak like Otani, who who no one does that. No one no one does both. That's not really a position. He's he, he's two. He's a DH and he's a starting pitcher. So he's playing every day. But that's that's a complete anomaly. Even making Babe Ruth uh, didn't even do it to that level for long. Uh, but I would say point guard would be a close like a second for me in NBA. I think. Um, Kind of, you know, similar in a sense, you know, the, the, you know, you're the floor general Um, less players on a basketball court at a singular time compared to football, Um, similar role, obviously facilitating, you know, the ball to your playmakers for the most part. So I, I, to me, that would probably
1: be two, Um, but point guard is, you know why I don't like that because there's so many of them and I, I've played with a lot of guards, uh, pickup games that were close to NBA level you know what I mean there's just there's so many point like the third stream point guard on an NBA team usually decent like yeah. That's, that's yeah but not, not as good
2: as the elite guys not as no good as no the, like no not,
1: not at all but I yeah. mean like there's just there's a lot of you know, guys who are six foot one and can play really good basketball.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of those it's, guys. But Dave's a Knicks fan and they haven't had a point guard in a while. So, yeah, but I mean, like,
3: you I'm know, sure. it's, it's like sure. such a, I, I see that as the same as like a backup quarterback. It's like, yeah, the, the third string point guard is like in the grand scheme of the NFL right. or I mean, the NBA is like, you know, not really that impactful. But like in an open gym, that guy is waxing anyone you've ever met by, you know, 21, nothing in, in a, a game one on one. And it's the same, yeah. like Mike it's the Glennon same with the quarterback. Was, like, getting paid. like Yeah, but like Mike Glennon, if you got the yeah. best, you know, high school quarterback in the league, like so, in the country, like any any other like not professional quarterback, you put him through like a throwing competition or like you know hitting trash cans from fifty yards away, like he's beating them,
1: you know, like the, the pro well, I'm guys are about pro actual, guys. But like when a third string point guard comes into play, they're usually good. Like, I don't, I don't go like, oh, my God, I got to turn the TV off. When Mike Glennon comes to play, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, is this <laughs> what, the, what is going on? Yeah. How much money? I mean, did, they, did they just – they give this man how much money? How many millions? I mean it's kind of treated but, the
3: same way in the sense where, like, yeah, Mike Glennon comes in. All of a sudden, the game script changes. There's, they, they're going to give the ball to the running back a little more. They're running short slant routes. They're doing dump-offs. They're kind of – controlling the game to get put him in the easiest situations to win and that's kind of how it works in the nba too where you know the, the the style of play changes when the third string guy is in based on his strengths you know maybe he's a great shooter and he plays off ball you know it's a it, it, it's kind of the same in that sense where the game the, you know the game script changes based on who's on the floor
1: it, it does i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree though like i just i think the the like guys like Nathan Peterman or, or starting or also, almost starting and the there's just a lot of point i just think also it's scarce the,
2: the quarterback has more um the quarterback has more of a role uh, on uh nf in the nfl obviously because he's like he is quite literally the only person passing the ball other than a flea flicker in basketball though technically everyone can pass the ball like the shooting guard is going to rock up assist they're passing the ball in, in in quarterback you are literally the only person passing the ball so if If you can't do that, it's way more apparent because you know the running backs not throwing passes. Jarvis Landry throws like three a year. Edelman used to throw like two or three a year. You know that, and those are, you know, that's it. You know, just on trick plays. Facilitator.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're
2: purely the only facilitator.
1: The point guard is important. Like I guess I'll say it is important, or just as important. But all I'm saying is that there's a lot of them out there. Like there's, it's it's funny because there. I don't even think there's like thirty like startable nfl quarterbacks like it's yeah it's great like it's the like i was saying like mike lennon's here out here starting making money blake I mean, sam Darnold was last
2: money. year sam, sam Darnold.
1: Darnold's making money they're like you know this guy went on he said that the is the panthers best quarterback ever in the whole franchise who is that someone sam said, Darnold that. said that no 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 some commentator he's getting wrote like it was one of those like boomers, uh, nah, no, not boomer, uh, Terry Bradshaw or something. Yeah, someone said Sam Darnold. This was last year, I know it seems so cringy. He said, Sam Darnold is the best quarterback the Panthers ever had in the history yeah. of the franchise. I don't know, like,
2: Darnold has some truthers, man. And you know, I'm not one of them as a Jet fan. He's no, got, this, he's got, this
1: was last this,
2: year, this was no, week I know, two even last, last year, year, there were some truthers because they were yeah. like, Oh, it was all the Jets, and I was like, No, nah, it was both of us, we're both bad, we're bad. He's bad. We're all bad. Like Adam Gay's so, bad. bad. Yeah, Gase, it's, uh, it's a group effort. It was a group <laughs> was, effort, right. We did not. It was not just you or me. It was everyone was yeah. bad. Walter and, uh,
1: uh, an A on the group project for terribleness. And oh yeah, or oh, yeah, or F minus if you're trying to do good. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the real. Yeah, that's the real and, uh, um, I wish him well but he's not going to do well. Hey, <laughs> Baker's going to start. It, it's Baker pretty, will start. It's 100%. pretty, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty long. They're like, it's, it's they're like he's got lot. the
2: inside track on the job, you think? <laughs> yeah. Have he's, you seen, seen him play? Cool. He's seeing ghosts.
3: Yeah, but then <laughs> again, we talking are talking about, about it Panthers out loud. Who spent like six or seven draft picks to build one of the worst QB rooms in the, in the, in the NFL. I mean, I guess I, I'm, a, I'm also not a Baker, like he's done, or, you know, I think Baker is much better than he's being yeah thought of lately yeah um, definitely so it's not like a necessarily a knock on bacon I, I do like him to have a bounce back here this year um co- going back to kind of from the rookie perspective i guess maybe from it's probably most applicable to running back but could be wide receiver too maybe tight end but who's like a is there a rookie that maybe isn't going to be top of the depth chart week one or have the lion's share of targets or, or snap counts week one that Maybe week six or seven that changes for the rest of the year. Kind of like how it was with Nick Chubb his rookie year. Um, you know, kind of guys that that have the talent, but maybe are will be fighting for that work the first few weeks, four or five weeks of the year. But could be a every week starter by week ten for you.
1: The one name I'm looking at my list. The one name I know right now is going to be uh, um, Christian Watson. He's injured. He's trending downwards. Romeo dubs is the guy trending upwards right now. So uh, Christian Watson, once he gets healthy, he's a big play guy. So fortunately seems like he's not going to have too much production in the beginning, but there's not a whole lot of wide receivers. there. not a lot of quantity, not a lot of quality with the Packers. So Christian Watson, all he's got to do is look good. One game, look good. One preseason game look good in back-to-back practices, get on the field, and boom, he's got Aaron Rodgers, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Top five quarterback all time, top three quarterback all time. Uh, Matt LaFleur, also incredible coach, you know, really good coach. Uses the running backs a lot, but that's not bad. You know, it's, it's all about moving the ball. As long as you can move the ball, score touchdowns, we like to have players that are on the field on those offenses. Um. So Christian Watson, maybe one. And you just got to be careful, though. So you know, the question you're asking is also like, am I going to be wasting roster space? So yeah. if you only got five bench spots, you kind of don't want this player, right? You want to add him off waivers. Um, George what about Pitt- as a taxi? Oh, uh, we're talking dynasty.
0: Well, Dynasty what about, we draft yeah, all they... these guys. That's all no, that's I all know, we yeah. do. We draft <laughs> like a hundred <laughs> give me a hundred <laughs> of them
1: on my team. I thought we're talking redraft.
0: Yeah. Um, we probably are.
1: No, yeah. No, Dynasty's <laughs> all about these guys. Yeah. yeah. Dynasty, like you got like ten of these guys on your team. Well it's yeah. good to get both perspectives, you know. Um I so,
2: got I got I got Dobbs before the uh before all the hype. I got him like three point ten or something. And, and it's it's a it's a couch league in the in the and the captain's dynasty before all the hype now he's now he's too mainstream he's he's skyrocketing because he's been
1: making plays yeah he's going he's being drafted and redraft i did the same yeah. thing i got him way before the hype um he's actually fallen to like round four in rookie drafts um yeah i got him super super late um he's yeah, good yeah, he's, he's
2: talented like he like he's from nevada right like he like i don't he's not the talent watson is but like he's
1: He's not the athlete. He's, yeah, he's not the athlete. measurables. Actually everything else is good though. So
2: what
3: about um, someone like James Cook? I mean, I see you have him and Singletary ranked pretty close together. Is he is he someone you think you know, Singletary's kind of been that guy that we have been waiting for a major breakout and in that with that Super Bowl team, you know, that offense, like, is he a guy that you really could see dominating that backfield by the end of the
1: season? No, I don't think anyone will dominate it. I think James Cook has the talent. I think there's a little bit too many truthers out there. The problem with him, when we're talking about Gabe Davis, is the same thing is that they have too many players. I don't see a consistent pattern. He's compared to Alvin Kamara. So you got to ask, will he get Alvin Kamara snaps opportunity? So that's an opportunity snaps, carries targets. And I don't think he will. So I just don't like starting James Cook every week. I think he's gonna be hit or miss. Great draft pick for the Bills and their team, and and for what they're doing. That doesn't mean it's good for uh, Dynasty. I got some other names though. George Pickens is one. Uh, very pol- I mean, he's polarizing in my own head. I'm yeah. like split with this guy. It's so it, it's like the one of the craziest draft picks I think. Yeah. He's, talented, he's dominant. I mean, this is the, like the type of stuff you want with this guy. Pro comp Terrell Owens uh uh mental comp uh Terrell A. B. Owens? <laughs> no, A. B. Yeah, A. B. no, yeah, like Chase yeah, Claypool.
0: Worse, worse
1: than Terrell Worse than Terrell Owens, yeah. No. So yeah, it would be like worse than worse than Chase Claypool probably. Like that's how so it's like but that's, uh, but I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to look at both sides. Like I, I always love, you know, I always believe in second chances, sometimes third chances. I mean, I think you, I think we got to at least give this guy technically one chance. Right. And so he can, you know, any, anything, I mean, man, if, if, if my fart comes out, you know, in a black and gold color, black and yellow, I think this guy can ball out and <laughs> score a thousand yards. Any little, like he just needs like one little thing. Oh, he's starting or, Clay pulls her. Deontay's her. There's a, like something happens. This guy's on the field, at any given time, he could blow up. That's the thing. Like, I, but but you gotta also you know realize the downside. Like maybe he messes up. Maybe he gets into a fight. I think DBs are gonna be uh, talking to him, trash talking. Um, you never know. Actually, I I probably like Rashad White more than James Cook. And where's where's james cook going james cook gotta be going like round eight he
2: goes, he goes like eight
1: nine i think yeah In the B draft right and for some yeah. reason Shad white's never really climbed up adp not that i've seen so sure Rashad- yeah, i think i think white's like 11 12. well i think 10 11 and more, yeah. Re- more realistically yeah uh, but he, yeah 12 sometimes as well for sure um so why not get a guy like i just i feel like if Anything happens to Fournette, Rashad White's going to skyrocket more than if and there was any injury, like to Singletary or something, with James Cook. So I think Rashad White is a much better price. Um, and just to stick to that question, um, Hassan Haskins, right? That's We already went over him, but that's another guy who, if anything were to happen to Derrick Henry, um, He could he could definitely explode, but George Pickens also the answer for redraft and dynasty, right? One he just needs one thing to happen, and then this guy could be the alpha or at least the top two receiver on that team.
2: Yeah, they just every you know it seems like all the receivers they draft they pretty much hit on. They're so good at it. Like Steelers, he's such an elite. I mean, James Washington, I guess, wasn't like a hit for them, obviously. But like, you know, you just go through the names over the years. Uh, a, B. I mean, Claypool's got the talent. Deontay Johnson. Um else is there? I, I, I can't even think right now. Oh, Plaxico, Santonio San Holmes, like.
3: Martavis Bryant before he we went crazy.
2: Martavis Bryant before he we went. Cra- oh, that's a good mental comp. Martavis Bryant, Tim. Martavis Bryant was crazy.
1: Yeah, he's very he similar was, to Chase Claypool is what's funny.
2: Yeah, I mean, these guys were physically gifted, too. Like, Bryant had, what, like 11, 12 touchdowns in a year?
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, they, did he, Clemson, he actually had he a had good w- year?
2: Yeah, he had the one he had good year. had one big. Had in the, the NFL? One, oh, yeah, yeah. Bryant had a big year. That he had Clemson, a really big uh, year. And Claypool. The, the Clemson Claypool Warriors had seniors. nine touchdowns two years ago. It was Clemson wide receivers. Yeah, yeah let was, me look uh, it up. It was DeAndre Martavis. Hopkins,
3: Sammy Watkins, and Martavis Bryant all at once.
1: Yeah, but just, just be wary of George Pickens. Though. I'm not oh, trying I'm to Oh, I'm sorry. I'm
2: off. He had eight <laughs> touchdowns one year and then six the following. But it was his rookie year. He had eight. He only had 26 catches. Eight
1: were touchdowns. Gosh, so. it's everything Everything about that guy is, like, so close to Chase Claypool. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, the build, the speed, like, just yeah. the troubles. Yeah, so, drafted by the same team.
3: With uh, with with so many running backs with question marks this year, and you know the depth at wide receiver we've been talking about, are you more comfortable this year or less comfortable going running back running back to start your draft? Or does that kind of depend on position, or is it best available type thing? Is where do you stand on on that you know kind of traditional strategy from back in the
1: pretty much less comfortable. Like I said, if, 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 uh, if I see an opportunity that I can get a wide receiver six or I see like a, a top six wide receiver, or I see like, I might miss out on one. I'm going to get one. Like this the, I'm going to get wet one wide receiver. If it's top six, um, that's, what if, and it's that's not? what
2: if it's not like, what if you're, Well, drafting?
1: that's prob that's probably cause I have like the number two overall pick yeah. or number one overall pick then, you know, it's just that those are really tough positions, right? So at number one, I, you know, I'm taking JT, and then I'm not going to get a top six wide receiver. I'm looking at a guy like Debo or Keenan Allen. Like, that's the thing. I don't want to go RB, still... RB,
2: RB. Okay, gotcha. You're still, if you're in that spot, though, if you're, like, top three, you're going RB first round.
1: And then, no, you... no. maybe Like, so if I if I have three, let's say I got three drafts with the 1.02. Right, in two of them I'll take CMC, in one of them I'll I'll take Copper Jefferson. I'll do it, yeah. I'll do it gotcha. that er, that yeah. early just to get one because wide receivers are just much less risk. So yeah, to I would mitigate your risk a little. Yeah, and there is just I it, round three is the magic round for RBs. So in a lot of leagues that I'm in, ETN and Brees Hall go in round three. Mm-hmm. But I'm, um, you know, I'm reading, I'm doing this as apparently sometimes Brees Hall goes round four or five. I mean, I don't, not in any of these competitive leagues. I've never seen it
2: either. I've never it happens
1: one. though. Yeah. I'm looking at ADP. I'm, I'm reading on Twitter. Like it happens supposedly, <laughs> uh, just not in my leagues, but anyway, that's still round three. Like I, I never see him go round two Brees. Hall. that is. So round three is my money round for RBs. Knowing that I can get an RB in round three. I'm just, I'm not really scared. It's not as scarce as most years. So, round three, who am I taking, right? Javante Williams falls to round three on occasion. He usually goes at the end of round two. Uh Saquon Barkley, extremely rare, falls to round three. You know, I'll take him round three. But who, you know, more realistically, I'm taking Brees Hall. I'm taking Zeke. I'm taking ETN. I'm taking James Conner. Yeah. There's all these guys I can get in round three. And I feel good about myself. And then I know like there's a, there's a chance, not a high chance. There's a chance. I'll get Eli Mitchell where I like him. you know, round six, uh, there's a chance. Miles Sanders, he actually does fall to round eight. I'm going to get a starting running back on a pretty good team, um, a team that likes to run so I can get miles Sanders round eight, um, Eli Mitchell. Sometimes I get, you know, take my risk with the Seahawks running back. Penny or Kenneth Walker, Penny's the starter. He's going to be good. He's also probably the most injury prone running back or uh, take a risk with Cordell Patterson and hope he has the same role as he did last year. So I know I'm going to be able to get some running back. So I don't freak out and go robust RB. And it's the same reason, like I'm not going to go zero RB. There's too many running backs in round three for me to do one of these trendy, stupid label hype, you know, it's like a, it's like a tra- guys, it's like an internet trend. You know what? Remember when people like bouncing on milk cartons? Uh, didn't we do like a charity where we dumped a bunch of ice on someone's yeah. back? Yeah. It's yeah. Milk like, card-
3: the milk carton videos. There's, I mean, they they created some hilarious videos though. <laughs> people there's were using shit left and right.
1: There's one thing though with all those trends, they all die. They're of all course. stupid. This is just this zero RB here. Like a lot of these names. Remember are just cool names they're more they're more of a thing to be cool not necessarily a trend per se but they're cool labels right what am i doing what am i doing i'm drafting balanced approach oh my god how unsexy is that get yeah. off the screen oh he's yeah it's balanced. not sexy oh the,
2: the, the balanced- fantasy experts telling you to draft a balanced team i don't want
1: to do oh. that oh yeah oh god i threw up in my mouth what a Oh, you know, he doesn't he doesn't draft Travis Kelsey in round one late round quarterback balanced approach. Oh, my God. This is like, you know, this is like this this is like the guy who can't play music. Just the the, the flute meme. He's playing like a Titanic flute. Like it sounds so horrible. What's so bad about winning leagues? What's so bad about drafting a quarterback late? Like there's nothing bad about that. I'm going to win. Now, hero RB, though, is interesting. All of a sudden, they made like something that's kind of normal into this. They had to have to add a name to it. Hero RB, I think that's when you draft just one RB, like Derrick Henry, and I'd probably handcuff that guy. And then you don't really draft an RB for several rounds. That's not bad. But then again, I mean, if Brees Hall's there in round four, why? Like, what do you? Why wouldn't you take him? I don't yeah. get that. Like, you're gonna get a a, hi, a high floor talented running back who's gonna have work level opportunities i'd take that all day
3: well, to me yeah i think you kind of spoke on that but like all these trendy kind of styles for those you know the first four or five six rounds of the draft what they they kind of don't take into account is the board like in every board is different in every draft you know it, it doesn't yep. if you're stuck at this uh, zero rb or hero rb or you know whatever you you know sexy name they give it it, it's to me it's too it's too restricting on on how you're tackling a draft and (laughs) you've got to have just certain kind of general principles rather than being locked into like this is the way to do it it's like you're going to miss out on the value like you're talking about
1: yeah and yeah that's right but Honestly, I almost I, – there's not too many surprises in a draft. Now, every draft will have surprises. It will surprise me. There's not that many surprise. Like, Brees Hall will never go round seven. He'll never go round one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's always going to go, like, three. There's or, always like, way more always reaches there. Than, there
3: are, than there are falls.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I can basically – know how it's going to go. This is getting to is I got a point here. So the reason this guy <laughs> invented zero RB was cuz every dude was drafting an RB for the first like 15 picks. It was like this, it was RB 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 like literally out of the first 15 picks, 14 of them were RB. That's how fantasy football used to be a decade ago. This guy invented zero RB. It made sense. It went against the grain, it was bold, it was weird, but when everyone's drafting an RB, Right, if you drafted the best wide receiver, and now you you know you might get the best quarterback, right? Who back then would be like Aaron Rodgers probably, you know you got the best tight end, Jimmy Graham, Gronk back then maybe, right? That's pretty stacked. Now everyone's drafting a different player. Now when when it, when there's 20 running backs that go, that automatically means that the next 20 picks there won't be that many running backs going. So now when everyone else is drafting you know the fourth best tight end you know the the fifth best sixth best seventh best quarterback so on and so forth now you're drafting running back so this is, this strategy came out to zig when they zag but nowadays everybody knows these strategies everybody's you know drafting more balanced so like none of these things are going to work if you like the only top don't like i'm not afraid to go zero rb i'm not afraid to go hero rb but it's gotta work like it like if i draft derrick henry and i want to go hero rb i mean i'm only going to do it if there's a top six wide receiver available All Right. so i got to take a top six wide receiver then you know like so on and so forth like there just there has to be no like like I, Brees Hall, Etienne, James Conner, Zeke, those guys have to not be there at a spot I like them. They always seem to be there. There's always going to be someone. Yeah, always like. someone. So, yeah, the strategy is okay. If the draft is going really weird, then you can go the other way. But why not take Zeke, who's I think is going to finish as a top 12 running back, more than likely. He's definitely going to – he's like, what, the 17th? 16th running back off the board and I think he'll finish uh, better than that or at least close to that he's going to get a lot of usage they're paying him a lot of money it's not like they're not going to use him
2: Zeke was the RB7 last year actually so you know and people thought he sucked last year and was done so granted the points were you know wasn't always a great start every week
1: but you know but if he you, you if can get that in round three
2: yeah yeah you're talking man. about a top eight back I mean who wouldn't get that
1: yeah, I'm not drafting him as seventh overall. That's the yeah, way. that's what
2: that's what I see. I get so I get into like uh not really arguments. Like like a lot of like some of my friends, they like they're like if I tell them like I like Barkley this year, and I'm like, Well, I'm not taking Barkley in a, as a top five pick like he used to go. I'm taking him late two on occasion, early three if he's there. I'm like, it's about like where is he going? Like he's on a huge discount this year. And he's another year removed from the ACL, and the O-line was improved, and Dable's there, and assuming Daniel Jones does get hurt, and all these reasons why I like Barkley, and I'm like, I'm not taking him in the first round. I don't like Barkley in the first round, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I'm just, like, I feel like sometimes people just, like, they hear a player's name, kind of like we were talking about before, Cooper and, and DK, like, the name overtakes, like, no, it's where you take them that matters. It's all about value. Yeah, it's all about. Yeah, it's like you know, if you who wouldn't take Barkley mid third round, like who you would really have to hate the dude, like, like he did something to your mom, like something, like they did, <laughs> like he did something to you, like he's got he's got a you got a bone to pick with him, like maybe you had him the last two years in a row, something, but what about so you know maybe, yeah, we kind of saw. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's you're good. I was gonna say we saw with Joe Mixon, led, you know, like people were, you know, Joe Mixon was going at a discount. Then his ADP came up a little bit because he would always get hurt and he wouldn't come through. And then last year we had a great healthy year on a better off on an improved offense. And then Mixon balled out. Yeah, like, like we knew he could.
3: Um, we haven't we haven't really touched upon tight end this year. I mean, I know you're doesn't sound like you're a big take Travis Kelsey in the first round guy, but. Where do you think kind of the sweet spot is for for tight end this year? I mean, maybe maybe you can get I mean, you're not going to get one of the top two or three guys. But where do you think the, the value kind of starts to really turn for tight end?
1: So I do like Kelsey. It's just that when I've mocked and every time I've drafted Kelsey, the team, I was very disappointed in the team. It really didn't work out well. Um, and kind of, he's always kind of going in the same spot. He's going 16 overall, 11 overall, right there, right. So like, he's never fallen to the 2.12, right? If I drafted JT and then Kelsey was there at 2.12, like I, t- that's great. I t- I'll take Kelsey. So I love Kelsey, and also I do recommend drafting Kelsey if you're in an eight-team league because right, then that totally changes the game so you guys have mentioned 10 team leagues I don't I don't do the 10 team league thing. but in a 10 team league it's kind of it's more tempting right because like wide receiver depth in a 10 team league doesn't matter right you're gonna have startable running backs on your bench like depth doesn't matter in a 10 team league all these good players are on waivers that's why people you know they think the 12 team league is the perfect size it's not too deep not too shallow so if I'm in a shallow league, it's okay to reach for Kelsey in round one. Cause I don't care about that. I just want the best player at every position, right? If I have the best tight end, the best quarterback, um, I'm already like doing good and everything else is kind of random. That's already a huge advantage. Cause I can find like really good players on waivers. I can find great players in round 11, round nine in an eight team league in a in a 10 team league. Um, but sticking to more like a 12-team league or more normal or balanced approach, my two favorite guys I'm always targeting are Dalton Schultz, who's going to get a ton of targets. You can get him round six, sometimes round seven, and Zach Ertz. You can get Zach Ertz round eight, nine, ten. With DeAndre Hopkins gone, Zach Ertz is going to ball out. It's, it's funny how many people don't like Zach Ertz, and you can get him – so cheap and it's just it's so ridiculous all the hate I get with Zach Ertz it's like why did the Cardinals take get him there's a reason they got him like they traded for him like he's on the team like it's not like they're like oh he's just he's not gonna block he's not OJ Howard he's not a fullback he's gonna catch passes Christian Kirk's gone DeAndre Hopkins is suspended Six games. Don't forget, DeAndre Hopkins has been worse as of late. He's been injured and on PEDs as of late. Like, we're not talking about DeAndre Hopkins four years ago, three years ago. So those are uh, the two guys
2: I like. I I like the the same two guys. Unfortunately, now they know who I like. I like the similar guys. (laughs) And they're probably going to want to snipe me in our leagues now. But uh, Zach Ertz was tight end five last year. So, like, in addition to, like, the points you're making and, like, you know, like the proof is in the pudding. Also, like he was tight end five last year. Like this isn't, this isn't some scrub. Wasn't like a couple years ago. You know, like like when he was coming off that really crappy year with the Eagles, they were like, "Is he done?" Like he he proved it last year.
1: I don't think he was tight end. I
2: believe he was
1: I on believe. in a Cardinals uniform. He was tight end. Actually, you're right. No, he is tight end five. In PPR from weeks 1 through 18, I did not yeah. know that. Well, it's freaking great. And he yeah. didn't play that well on the Eagles. That's
2: yeah, the and like yeah. now you said like Hopkins, like Hopkins did miss time last year. He's going to miss time again. Like Kirk's gone. Like like they did bring in Hollywood. But there's a huge opportunity for targets this year set in stone without injuries happening. And injuries will always happen, of course. So like he's got a very favorable similar situation. And, he, and he's still getting disrespected. Like he's getting drafted tight end nine usually ten eight earliest tight end eight and like yeah, you said he's the going
1: tight end nine yeah I guess yeah so it's according like, to this what I'm looking at
2: and it's like you're not drafting him drafting him as the fifth tight end off the board you're not drafting him with Waller and Kels uh Wall Waller and Schultz and Kittle so
1: but don't worry there's some backup plans so if you if you miss out on those guys I would consider Dallas Goddard because Jalen hurts no matter what possible leap he takes in the passing game. I don't think he'll be an elite passer. He's still going to have to check down to him. And then we got Cole Komet, who I don't like the talent, <laughs> but he'll still get targets. Like it's not a sexy pick. It's not a good pick. I am kind of avoiding Kmet, but I'm saying if you do miss out on a tight end, you like uh, you still have Goddard and Kmet who are going much later. Um, you know, that that's like, those guys you can get like when everyone else pretty much has a tight end, you can get a Goddard or commit and be, feel comfortable starting them every single week. You're good. And then as a backup tight end, I really like Irv Smith and Robert Tunyon. I think Robert Tunyon is my perfect tight end. Like everything you're always looking for that home run hit at tight end. That's what's going to really do well. So most people that draft Kelsey, end up losing their league. They might come close to winning. They might come in second place, third place, but it really affects a lot of things. If you can find a top five tight end super late in the draft. Now we're talking about winning your league just dramatically improves because you got an elite tight end for free. It's totally different than getting an elite tight end with the first round pick. Uh, And that's what Robert Tunyon is 28 vacated red zone targets with Devontae Adams leaving. He's done it before. He's got the Hall of Fame quarterback. Packers don't have really any other tight ends. They didn't attack the position in the draft, they attacked wide receiver. And I mean, frankly, the wide receiver room might not be that great, you know, with Devontae Adams going. So someone's got to catch. Some stuff. We know Aaron Jones is going to catch a lot of balls. We know AJ Dillon is going to be more involved in the past game. He's going to get touches. Uh, Alan Lazard's is going to start. I don't see him being a target hog. So uh, Robert Tanya, man, you can get him for free. And he does have the potential to score 11 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns and win you a league or drop him if he sucks. <laughs> what do you? I mean, Always round that fourteen. <laughs> round fourteen, you can drop him. That's the thing. You can't really drop a round one player or a round three play
2: Yeah, like that. Like so, Dave in our league, he kind of had that issue with Alan Robinson for most of the year because he's like, "What round did you draft Alan Robinson?" Uh, I don't know, but like three? right right three. where his ADP was, you Probably. know, like yeah, like wherever he was. It wasn't. It wasn't like wasn't it wasn't a reach. Kick, it wasn't quote unquote. Yeah. wasn't a reach. It was
3: like, oh,
1: yeah,
2: you took Allen Robinson. He's super rock solid every year.
1: He's like the most and, uh, consistent player <laughs> Yeah, fantasy. Yeah, like he was
2: like so consistent. It's like you, you really couldn't trade him. You didn't – once he was bad, you couldn't really trade him. You'd be getting 10 cents on a dollar, and then, you know, it, you could, yeah, like drop him like that's such a – that's tough to do. Yeah, you're so just it, waiting for and, him.
3: I just spent the whole year waiting for him to do something while he scored six – you know four points a week
2: yeah and then again like like couch always says it's like what are you and it's like you don't know when to start him like he had one or two okay weeks but it's like you don't know when to start him like because he sucks 70 percent of the time we had that issue with miles gaskin last year we don't know we figured out eventually it was like even or odd weeks or something but it was like it was it was wacky and it's not a game you want to play same thing with like mike williams it's like we're just going off matchups and and, you know, game script and things. But no one really knows when these boomer bust
1: guys go. A better example, I think, would be George Kittle. It's the same position. He's actually really good. It's just yeah. he's a little bit injury prone. He's going to have his off weeks. And, yeah, I'm wearing a Niner hat. I'm a Niner fan, and I'm I'm a huge Kittle fan. I think he's the most talented tight end in real life. But there's going to be games where he's blocking. There's going to be games where he doesn't do a lot. Um, the 49ers are like a really good team unit, like an unselfish unit, kind of like basket, like the warriors, like that type of team where no one really cares. You know, they'll block, they'll do whatever it takes yeah. to win. And that's the 49ers. So you're going to have Kittle. He's going to score 40 points. Like he's going to, in a couple games. games, like he's going to be that good, that talented. When, when they have a shootout, the Niners are going to have a couple shootouts and he's going to do that. And he's also going to have two catches. And that's why, you know, that's why I prefer Dalton Schultz, slow and steady, unsexy. You can get him two rounds after Kittle. It's better. Or, you know, a guy who can, he has the potential to to do as good as Kittle fantasy wise. This isn't real life. fantasy wise, right, Kittle's getting he gets hurt every year. He has his off days. I'm saying right now, Robert Tunyon can produce the same amount of points as George Kittle. Odds say he won't, but you're only spending around 14 pick on him and you can drop him. Kittle is a guy you can't drop. And if he's sucking, he's going to be hard to trade too because Kittle Kittle's uh, perception goes up and down too. People love him. People hate him. Like it's, it's a mood swing. So there might be an opportunity where you're able to trade him, but if he's sucking, there probably won't be an opportunity where you can trade him. And you certainly can't drop him.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm don't. I'm. I'm not i i am not going to be targeting Kittle this year, Carson. but I agree. Like, He's the best overall tight end. He's such an elite blocker. He's like a lineman out there, but that don't mean shit for fantasy. So, you know, it is what it is.
3: And, and just to before we head out, I guess the only thing we haven't touched about it, I think you probably know your answer on this, but defense is like, how, how early are you thinking about defense? Is that only the last round just because, you know, Maybe you're streaming, maybe you're, you know, you can get value outs, or are you, you know, obviously the last round you're going kicker, or not at all, um, but is defense, like, kind of right before that always, the second to last round, or are you
1: oh, man. I'm earlier? I'm going so hard on this to, wouldn't it be great if you can hoard an extra player, if you can cheat? Bill Belichick, if you're listening, you'd like that, right? If you played fantasy football, <laughs> that's what we're doing, guys. I So on ESPN, like a platform like ESPN, you got to draft a kicker in defense, right? On platforms like Yahoo or Sleeper, you don't. Whatever. It changes from league to league, right? So if you don't have to draft uh, a kicker, don't draft one. If you do, I drafted Nick Folk, and then I dropped him, right? I dropped him for KJ Hamler. I'm hoarding an extra player. Like, that's a huge advantage. I can always find a kicker. I got my kicker rankings right now, fantasycouch.com. Go there, look. I'll be coming out with waiver videos. Go. I'll tell you which kickers to pick up every week. It'll be good. I do a little bit of research. I know my kickers. Nobody else really looks at kickers. So it's going to be an advantage just right then and there. For defenses, I don't care, man. And I'm looking at week one. It's funny. Analysts out there that don't even look at week one—they're just kind of going like, "Oh, let me draft a defense I like." But week one, you got the Eagles, right? They face, uh, man, who do they face? Man, a. They face a sucky team. If someone looked that up week one, it's the like Eagles. Like
2: the Jaguars team. or something?
1: Mm, possibly. I don't, I don't know. But the Eagles have – have someone looked at it. Eagles uh, face a terrible team. Maybe someone like the Bears. I'm looking it up. No, nah, is... that's the Niners. So so the Eagles is your worst The Lions. Game. The Lions. Lions. Not, yeah. That's not even that great of a matchup. But So Eagles always have the Eagles D as like your absolute emergency if you need a defense. They face the Lions week one. No Jamison williams their defense offense is improved they'll probably win the game can look at the the spread you know to kind of see like to kind of judge like how the game's going to go right so eagles worst case scenario what i like to do broncos d right they face the seahawks week one they'll crush them broncos d is a good overall unit they're a good team they'll win now there's other elite ones my favorite is the colts now that's one that what I'm talking about is more like well, the, the Eagles and Broncos are more like worst case scenarios. Now we're talking about like best case scenarios. You can get the Colts realistically without reaching in round 15 in round 16. They fall. You know, they're usually they could be like the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, even later defense off the board, sometimes ninth. All right, You get the Colts. D they face the Jags and Texans week one and two. They're a really good defense. They're very consistent. You can get them, you know, around 15, right? Niners face the bears. Week one saints. Uh, who did the saints play? Saints play someone really, if saints play the Falcons, that'll be a low scoring game. So there's so many defenses to get my top 16, 15 defenses. There's not that big of a difference between them, So just stream. Don't worry about it and hoard extra players. Like right after the draft, if, if the commission forces you to draft the defense and kicker, you can drop them, go add a player, especially if you're drafting early, go get Hassan Haskins, go get Matt Breda, go get Romeo dubs off waivers, you know, go hoard these, these players right now. One guy like, Someone's getting – um, man, I forget his name. I don't know how to – Isaiah Pacheco. What's his name on the Chiefs? Yeah, Pacheco, yeah. Yeah, because he's catching – uh, yeah. he's catching, catching wheel passes. route passes in a uh, training camp. So everyone's picking him up. Like, I'm not doing that myself, but go add that guy. I'd rather have him than, you know, some defense. And another thing that's cool about doing my strategy, streaming defenses, not caring about them, you know, dropping your kicker – Is that when you do draft a top kicker, it's a trickle down effect. I really don't want to compare him to Allen Robinson, but it is the same thing. When you draft Justin Tucker, you don't want to drop him on your bye week So you're going to have two kickers. When you have two kickers or Allen Robinson, there's less of a chance you're going to splurge on Eli Mitchell or Cordell Patterson on waivers. So this trickles down into you losing your league. Right. So just because you got Justin Tucker, just because you kept two kickers on your roster for one or two weeks, just because you didn't pick up Eli Mitchell, because you have limited roster space, limited bench space, you didn't pick up Cordell Patterson, and you ended up losing your league. For what? Like, what's the reason? There's there's just there's no reason. That's why I love having defenses and kickers It's you know, both sides of the ball uh, or three sides of the ball and also. Like, I can stream. I can pick out these defenses. It's it's not that hard. Like, I can give you all my secrets right now. You know, most people won't do it still. It's not that hard. You look at QB pressures. You look at the the matchups. You can look at the, the game spread, the, uh, the Vegas odds if you want some help. And kickers, you know, you want kickers on teams that are good, teams that have a lead. That's it. That's like teams that, uh, that are playing from behind and throw the ball more. Like you like the quarterback in those games, more pass attempts. So teams who have the lead and are on good teams, you know, they'll have the lead and settle for field goals while, you know, Yun Wei one of the most talented kickers in the league. Unfortunately, the Falcons don't have a big lead. And how are you going to settle for a field goal in the fourth quarter when you're down three touchdowns? You're going to go for it. Yeah. So yeah. that's my, that's my secret. It's it's, it's really that simple. Like, it's not, it's not a big thing. Don't worry about kickers and defenses, guys.
0: Never, never. Well, Couch, thank you very much for coming on with us again. Always one of our favorite episodes of the year. I mean, this rivals Super Bowl week for us. So <laughs> always, always happy to have you on. Um, for those of you who don't already, and you're out of your mind if you don't already, go follow Fantasy Couch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. You're on Facebook, too. Go TikTok. check them out. TikTok. TikTok, My TikTok's falling up. I don't don't know what's
1: happening there.
0: TikTok, everywhere. You got to go follow him everywhere. Best fantasy advice out there. Best fantasy YouTube channel out there. Thank you again for joining us. Always a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll have you back again next year.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.